Hey ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's Mel Herbert here, it's uh, Elon Daily, it's uh, Wednesday and it's August 21st in case you didn't remember. And uh, we've got some stuff to talk about. Let us begin with Tesla releasing some new software updates for adaptive suspension dampening improvements and more. So I actually just got this update myself on the Model S. So uh, what they're going to do here is, as they say, we've upgraded our air suspension system for Model S and X with fully adaptive dampening, giving it an ultra-cushioned feel when cruising on the highway or using autopilot and a responsive, accelerating confidence during dynamic driving. So they go on to say this, ride comfort is improved for high-speed driving. Both standard and sport modes now have updated suspension dampening algorithms to better adapt at speeds above, wait for it, 160 kilometers an hour or 100 miles an hour to adjust adaptive suspension, dampening controls, forward slash suspension. As always, please drive responsibly. Please drive responsibly at 100 miles an hour. Holy smoke, this has got to be basically called the uh, Autobahn update. 100 miles an hour, we've got some improvements for it. It does not state in this electric article whether there's any other improvements for people who are not driving at the speed of light. But it is nice to know that just through software upgrade, they can improve the suspension on Model S and X. And this is, again, we're always looking for what is the differentiator between S and X than the three, or from the three. And this is another one of those. Adaptive air suspension, which is not coming to the three now, at least not any time soon, according to Elon. This is another way for them to differentiate, right? They can say, well, S and X, a lot more money, but here's one of the other things that you get. We can continually improve the suspension. You know, in the big show, in the large show, in the grand show that uh, was on Monday, I was talking about the fact that I've got this uh, time period where my lease is up on the S in December and I'm trying to decide, you know, what to do for a year. But I can tell you one thing I'm not going to do is get another S. It is a beautiful car. It's a stunning car. It's an amazing car. But it's just too expensive. And the Model 3 is just so good at half the price I'm going to get a Model 3 or something else, but I'm not going to get a Model S. It's just a beautiful car. Now, I was thinking, what would they have to do, though? Because I think there's probably a lot of people like me. Why did you get an S? Well, it was the long-range electric vehicle that could substitute for a gas car back in the day. But now there is Model 3. So I bet you there's a lot of people like me who did the same thing, whose leases are coming up, who are going to ask the question, do I really need a $100,000 car? when a $50,000 car is spectacularly good. And I think a lot of people are going to say, no. Nah. And so this is what Tesla really has to deal with. Is the S and X sales going to go way down because these leases are coming up and uh, the Model 3 is so good and it's basically half the price. It's still Model 3, an expensive car, but it's half the price of S. So adaptive uh, changes in improvements to uh, the suspension is not enough. 370 mile range versus 310? Not enough. I'm just not sure what they could do if it was for somebody like me to say like, well, I'll spend twice as much money on that car. It would have to be things like a truly huge difference in the range. Other people might have, you know, other criteria, but it would have to be something like that. The Model S would have to charge like twice as fast, have twice the range, and then have all of those sort of luxury things you expect from an eighty dollars or $100,000 car and just don't see it happening. So I think that they're going to have a problem, but at least they're trying to differentiate. So remember how Tesla bought SolarCity and uh, they spent a couple of billion dollars on a company that wasn't making a lot of money? 
Well, they've been trying to do their improvements. They're doubling down. Well, now you can go on the site, on the Tesla website, and you can start to play with both buying systems, but now also renting systems. And that is, I think, a big deal. Because for a lot of people, they don't have the cash and don't have the credit to go and get a solar array, but they might be able to just rent one from Tesla. So I'm on the site right now. And they basically divide these systems into three sizes, small, medium, and large. And let's click on size guide. So the small is a 3.8 kilowatt system, which is not very much. 15 to 19 kilowatt hours a day. Okay for a small house, but not if you've also got an electric car and drive it much. The medium is a 7.6 kilowatt array, which does about 29 to 39 kilowatt hours per day. So that's getting a little closer to sort of what the average American house uses, which I believe is 30 kilowatts. A day and then the large 11.4 so now we're getting up to a pretty good size is about 44 to 40 uh, 58 kilowatt hours a day so that would cover sort of the 3,000 square foot home or a smaller home and an electric car that doesn't drive a ton the costs on those for the tiny one you can buy it for about seven and a half thousand for the medium about 15,000 for the large about 22,000 but you can rent them for the small one at 65 bucks a month for the medium at about $130 a month, and for the large about $195 a month. And in terms of um, savings, they suggest that you can actually generate money from this over time. So the estimated net generated per year, $750 to $1,850 for the big system. So they're saying, you know, you give us money, but we're going to save you money overall and so, therefore, you're going to basically print money is the way uh, Elon said it. If you rent, them, rent this from us, you're going to make this uh, money back instantly. But it really depends. So I should say this. It really depends on where you live and how the, uh, the utility at your place works. So don't just believe this on face value. This could be a really good deal for you. But just make sure you run the numbers first and understand uh, how this works, whether you've got time of day generation versus uh, net metering. That can make a big difference. So I like this idea that they're doing a rental model from a consumer point of view. So now you can get people into solar that may not be able to have that money up front. But just check first that it's actually going to be as good a deal as they suggest. Just do that. Got another article here from Electric, and it's about uh, Gigafactory 3. It's continuing to move along. It's just a short article that says they got some sort of certificate from the Chinese government to say, yes, you've passed inspection. Things are moving along here very quickly. All this is to say is that Gigafactory 3 continues to move through the process of being built and being certified, and the prospect of there actually being cars flying out of that thing before the end of the year seems to be extraordinarily high. This continues to be sort of an amazing thing from less than a year ago saying we're going to do this, to now there's a big giant thing there with a roof and everything in there. They're getting closer and closer to actually producing cars, and it is stunning how fast this has happened. And just today, Elon has tweeted out that they are going to delay the price increase for full self-driving until the next update of the software to version 10 that includes Enhanced Summon. And if you follow the Twitter feed on this, some people are like, oh, great, so you're not going to raise the price right now. That's really good. And other people are saying this is actually just a delay in Summon. Someone was supposed to be out by mid-August. It is now mid-August, and they're saying uh, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen for six, eight weeks or more this is just a sort of a sneaky way to say enhanced summon isn't ready the software isn't ready so it's a little bit disappointing a lot of people want that enhanced summon 
or at least want to start playing with it. But if you're an early adopter or if you're on the uh, beta testers, you're out there right now checking it out. As always, in Tesla land, you have to hold on to any date that Tesla gives you quite loosely. Uh, because, you know, it turns out this thing is hard. Just software in general is hard. You know, I have an internet company and we, you know, put out apps to just do things like education and we're trying to improve them all the time on iOS and Android. And uh, you think it's going to be like, oh, we'll have this great new feature in a month. And uh, everybody thinks that and the programs all get together and they start working on it and they go, you know what, it's not going to be a month. It's not going to be two months. It's not going to be three months. And you're uh, losing your minds. Like, how can this be? But it just turns out sometimes you just can't predict how long until you get the software to where you need it. This is hard. So um, what Elon should be doing is more like, well, these features are coming and people are going to ask when. And uh, he should kind of do what Apple used to do in the day because they get really smart about it back in the day. We'll release it when it's ready. How's that? But people want to know a date. But it's they just keep blown by these dates constantly. It's just how it works there. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, my name is Mel Herbert. The show is Elon Dale. It's part of the Talking Tesla Network. We'll speak at you tomorrow because you know you want to. You know you want your quick little dopamine surge and your little update about Tesla. And why wouldn't you? It's delicious, it's lovely, and delectable. And I'll see you tomorrow.